Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. I'll give myself an opportunity to just, I guess, surprise myself still at what I'm able to do. Oh, a tasty dish! Had his battle with Father Time. Everybody said it's been undefeated. Trying to give him one loss. the greatest competitors in the world fighting for something, so let's fight. James, force of nature. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. I'm Malika Andrews, alongside Chinea Gumake, senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski, our senior writer Ramona Shelburne, the one and only Kendrick Perkins. And this was an in-season tournament game last night that we had between the Los Angeles mm. Lakers and the Suns. It was a playoff atmosphere in the building, but there was one play, one moment at the end of the game that everybody is buzzing about and we're going to show you exactly what that is because the question at the end of the day is this let's see it please director kathy was this a loose ball or not so on the inbounds here look austin reeves has the ball in the top left of your screen lebron james is calling a timeout at this exact same moment that lebron is calling a timeout austin reeves it seems the ball is somewhere between kevin durant's shin and austin's shin so the question is, should they have been able to call a timeout because it didn't seem like Austin Reeves had clear possession of the ball? So this is what crew chief Josh Tibben said about the play in the postgame pool report. He said, quote, during the live play, the official, they felt, let's see it, please. The official felt that L.A. still had possession of the ball when LeBron James requested the timeout. Through post-game video review, in slow motion replay, we did see that Austin Reeves had his left hand on the ball while it's pinned against his left leg, which does constitute control. Okay, so that is what the referees are saying. This, though, is what Frank Vogel was saying. I mean, it's a loose ball, and, you know, the ball's out, and... They call a timeout on a loose ball. You can't call a timeout on a loose ball. You get a quick two and foul, we can do that. Or, or trap, which was the plan, which worked. We got the trap. We got the turnover. The damn whistle blow. Like, I, it's just it's frustrating. The whole world seen it. I just got off social media and other players around the league seeing it. So um, it is what it is. You know, refs miss calls sometimes. But, you know, when they're a bit that obvious, you know, it, it's tough. When they're that obvious, it's tough. You know you know, it's a game that everybody cares about when all of a sudden there's the hashtag rigged is trending on social media and everyone's saying, well, is this rigged for the Lakers? Perk, what was your reaction to this? The officials got it wrong, right? But you should never leave the game in the officials' hands. But at the end of the day, I know the NBA reviewed it today and it was in slow-mo. But it wasn't in slow-mo last night. So at the end of the day, my thing is, is when you think about the 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 moment. No way the ref could have got that right. It was a loose ball. And here's another thing. 
all before the in-season tournament, we were wondering, uh, the NBA was wondering, are the fans going to buy in? How can we make the fans buy in? How can we make the players buy in and actually compete? And we're getting the players to compete. And you cannot have this happen on the first time when it's the first edition of the in-season tournament. They have to let it play out. Like, you cannot let this game be decided in the officials' hands. So you say that the officials got it wrong. What do you say, Janae? I think that I am not surprised that this happened. Perk, you know this better than anyone else playing in the professional ranks. These things happen all the time. I mean, sometimes timeouts are called too early. Sometimes they're called too late. And it just was magnified because of the in-season tournament and exactly what yeah. we sort of come to know. So I'm not surprised that this happened. And I also was watching the referee that called the timeout. You can't have both eyes on the same thing. You know, you can't watch Austin Reeves mm. and you can't hear LeBron James yell, timeout, timeout, timeout. These things are human errors in real time. But I do think that at the end of the day, the Phoenix Suns had an opportunity to really win it early, and they had so many turnovers. There were a yeah. lot of mistakes, and so you look at these moments, and you're like, this is why we don't have a chance to advance. Yeah. There's so many possessions before that sort of dictated that as well. And I do want to get into all of those, but it just being there, Ramona, last night, yeah. it felt like, like this was the moment that everybody was talking yeah. about. Like They were upset. The Suns were upset. They understood there were other things that they could do, but they felt like this was incorrect, and the fact that it was not reviewable, that's what also was unacceptable to Frank Vogel. I, I felt like that was the, uh, a critical moment in the game. There was a couple of plays before that I thought there was a kickball about a minute or two earlier that I thought went the Suns' way that they didn't call a kickball. So, I mean, in a game like this, these kind of plays even out. I, I do think, though, what Janae said, you can't call, you can't look at two things at once. And Frank Vogel in his comments says, you can't call a timeout on a loose ball. You know who can call a timeout on a loose ball? LeBron James. Yep. <laughs> That's a LeBron James calling timeout. That's the referee being influenced by the fact that it's LeBron standing right next to him with his stature as the greatest yep. scorer in NBA history making that call. What else? Do we yeah, and, and also uh, Le LeBron James there with a, a, a referee away from the play. Mm -hmm. And so you've yeah. got players in between him and, and not being able to see necessarily that the ball has broke free uh, from Austin Reeves. Yep. but. Uh, you know, you talked to some Suns people this morning. They're a lot more subdued today yeah. than they were last night. It was understandable. Yeah. I think Frank Vogel, Devin Booker, yep. in the moment, they were upset. Uh, but this was, to me, an organization today that, uh, listen, people really wanted to advance to Vegas. Yes. But they also wanted to beat the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, but they know they're going to get other cracks at the Lakers. Yep. And their hope is they're going to get it with Bradley Beal. And they, they still have a star to add to the mix at some point right. uh, to play this L.A. team again. Absolutely. So the Suns maybe cooler heads prevailed this morning, but Kevin Durant was already there last night. When he spoke post-game, what he was focused on was what all they could have done beforehand before it even got to that point. Take a listen. Yeah, it's just a part of the game. I mean, everybody not going to get every call right, just like we're not going to get every shot right. We're not going to make every decision right, so we can't rely on that. That's not the reason we lost the game. I think we uh, they shot probably 20 more shots than us. We had like 22 turnovers. That's the game. That's what we should be talking about. Okay, so Perk, let's talk about it then. Why did they lose? He didn't tell one lie. He didn't tell one lie. And here's the thing, right? When I think about D-Book and when he went into the post game, yes, he was full of, of emotions. I understand that. I understand that, right? He wanted to beat the Lakers. He wanted to advance. He had seven turnovers last night. Right, he was six for 16 from the field. He was in foul trouble. And yes, he played 37 minutes, but when you're in foul trouble, you still can't have that aggressive nature like you usually have. So Cam Reddish did a great job all night of frustrating him. Again, and then let me look, circle back to Nurkic, right? 
the Phoenix Suns have, have to do something with their interior, right? Nurkic got a man the hell up. This is the second time that I didn't seen LeBron James constantly pick on him this year. Mm-hmm. The, at the beginning of the season, I saw them match up, and then in the fourth quarter, he called Nurkic up into the pick and roll. Right now, I think the the Suns are seventh in the league and giving up paint points. Like, they got to find an answer. And one more thing, since Frank Vogel had a lot to say, you have Bowl Bowl on your bench. Now, I'm not I'm not saying he's Matumbo, okay? I'm not saying he's Matumbo. But damn it, you got him over here in the soup line and you're feeding them, feeding them breadsticks. Put the man in the game. Try him out. Like, let him alter some shots at the basket. He's 7'3". He's 7-3. Yeah, I do think the minutes disparity that we see from last season to see, uh, this season with Bol Bol is quite staggering. But I feel like you touched on it a little bit about Cam Reddish showing up defensively. But I think you have to credit Darvin Ham because this is a huge win for the NBA, the in-season tournament. You have a playoff atmosphere, and then you saw the institution of playoff defenses. Yeah. Yeah. And we saw in that little bit, that B-roll of like Devin Booker and uncharacteristic turnovers, especially at half court, because what did they decide to do at the end of quarters, at the end of half, after every timeout? They'd throw out a junk defense, and it worked. AD is almost outside there on the three-point line. He, he roamed all the way up to half court. Just heady defensive you know, plays that were instituted by Darvin Ham that I really love to see because that's the overall win for the NBA. You've got people, not only players, you've got coaches, you've got fans, you've got a little controversy when it comes to calls. Right. That's a win for the in-season tournament. I'm sorry, though. I, and I'm hearing what you guys are saying, big depth, all, all these different things. But Bobo is not the reason, not playing right. Bobo is not the yeah. reason well, th- that the Phoenix Suns lost this game. And, and I think for Phoenix, listen, they made a decision in bringing in Kevin Durant and bringing in Bradley Beal that they were essentially going to gut their roster of not only uh, uh, their assets, draft picks, yeah. but also their you know veteran depth around players. And they were going to have to sign a lot of veteran minimum players. And this is a veter- largely a veteran minimum roster. You are not going to have the depth. They don't have the depth of the Lakers, of the Nuggets, because they made a decision in an era now where there aren't very many teams who are going with a three-max star model. Yeah. They're doing that in Phoenix. And so when one of those players is out, like Bradley Beal, it is more glaring when you look at the, the kind of role players who you're going to have to win with. That's why I think they're walking a very fine line in Phoenix. We haven't seen what they look like with all three of them. But without all three, it's very difficult for them to match up against teams like the Lakers. Malika and I are sitting underneath the Lakers basket in that second half. And it was like every single time LeBron James got the ball, he did not have any respect for their rim protection. He was going to drive into the paint every single time. Absolutely. Uh, and and Nasir Little a did a good job on him. Devin Booker tried. Uh, but there's no one interior in, on the interior that he respected enough to not drive in there. And and, and there's that's going to be an issue for the Suns when Bradley Beal comes back or not because yeah. he's not going to help with rim protection. So, And, and, and it's not a player out there that they could yeah. go and get. And see, why I keep bringing up Bobo, Bo, I'm not asking him to be a starter. Hear me out, Malika. Stay with me. I'm not asking him to be a starter. But I do remember reading the article when James Jones, the GM, when they signed Bobo, Bo, he was praising him so much about how he could fit and how he still believe in this young man. And again, I'm not saying he's going to save their season, but if you have a problem and you have a 7-2 guy, how about giving him an opportunity? Me. Because LeBron James just said, you know what? 
I'm about to get downhill. Anthony Davis was looking like Shaq. Yes, he missed some bunnies around the rim, but when have we seen Anthony Davis actually impose his will in the paint like he did last night? Well, that's that was the Chine best was I've seen all season do, long. But I think that's more about what, exactly what you're saying. That's what Cheney was imploring him to do. And when we've seen AD have five, now six consecutive really good games, but not do it against a formidable opponent, opponent we were talking about last night as the litmus test for him to do that. And finally, this version shows up. So all I'm asking is, is this a microcosm, and maybe would you have some insight on when we may see Bradley Beal, um, a microcosm of what we're going to see for, for the Suns? Because Kevin Durant didn't seem that concerned. He wasn't talking about their interior. He was talking about cleaning up little things around the edges, like cleaning up their turnovers, like making sure he personally took that on, and he thinks that they're going to be fine. But that's sort of what I saw from the Suns last night. That's what they were talking about, is just making those tweaks. Go ahead, Woj. Yeah, listen, this Suns team was put together to be an offensive juggernaut. They have mm-hmm. three you know, three of the best scorers in the league, and in Kevin Durant, one of the best scorers of all time. Uh, they've not been able to put those three together yet. Now, before the game last night, Bradley Beal went through another workout on the court across the street. You know, he was moving. I talked to him for a moment uh, before he left the court, feeling better, yeah. getting closer to a return. Uh, told me that he probably wouldn't have, if they had advanced, uh, probably wouldn't have been out there certainly Thursday night uh, this quickly. But He's getting closer. Friday will be three weeks right. from when he went out uh, with that back issue. But he's moving. There's a lot of optimism around Phoenix that he will be back soon. Uh, and then finally we get to see what Durant Booker Beal look like together. And that's really when we can judge the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Bradley Beal was out there for a good 30, 40 minutes. It was a hard workout that he yeah. went through, and certainly we look forward to seeing him on the floor. All right, still to come on our show, the semifinals. They're set to tip off tomorrow night in Las Vegas. Will LeBron and the Lakers have trouble stopping Zion and the Pelicans' big perk? And from the west side of the bracket to the east side, Indiana Pacers star Tyrese Halliburton, he joins the show to talk about how they plan on stopping Giannis and Dame. Plus, you're 21. I mean, more like age 21. Perk, I hear you spy something on what LeBron is doing. Yeah. Aging backwards, is that possible? NBA Today will be right back. LeBron Zebedee, that's you. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sportsbook of ESPN. And in part by Advil. Advil, the pain away. Use as directed. Giannis and the Bucks hosted Julius Randle in the Knicks for a chance to advance to the in-season tournament semis in Las Vegas. 
you can see them both there. So let's pick this up. Five minutes left into the first quarter. Giannis Attentacupo grabs his own miss and lays it up and in. Giannis doing a little bit of everything for his team. And then later in the first, Knicks down 34-33. Julius Randle attacks, creates some space over Giannis for the Ooh, jumper. Hey, no chips. I see you, Julius Randle, in your bag. Going ahead, Perk, to the second quarter here. Three minutes left. Game tied at 62. Damian Lillard pulls up. This is why they got that young man. Dame, once again, this time over Brunson, Cheney, splash. Look. The offense was looking good. Sometimes they play your turn, my turn basketball, but it works in the Bucks' favor in matchups like this. But I was very impressed with Julius Randle. I mean, he was aggressive the way New York fans, even though you're not in the in-season tournament anymore, you got to feel good about your squad a little bit. Absolutely. And then Giannis, I mean, just look how quickly he <laughs> was like three steps all across the world. Come on. He only took one dribble, essentially, to cover the length of the floor there. And then Giannis starting to run away with this one. Starting to run away with it. <laughs> That's the Starting and finishing it. <laughs> Giannis pulls up for three. Come on now. I mean, when that starts to happen. Vegas, baby. <laughs> this is when you know you should be maybe catching your bag. bets on that one. Birthday buckets. Malik Beasley gets that one to go. The Bucks shot 60% from three in this game. They were feeling lucky. Damian Lillard for Nasty. good measure. The Bucks they win this one, and they're 146 points in the most in NBA history against the league's best defense. It's also the most points allowed in a Knicks game since 1979. Here was Damian Giannis after the game. Anytime you get put in a situation where everybody has an opportunity to win something, and in the end, only one person can win. I think that's a, a opportunity to to show some level of dominance, even though it's not the NBA Finals. You can show um, we all had this opportunity, and only one team is going to be the last team standing. Are we getting money now? We got some money. That's a that's a surprise to you. Let it get richer. No. Oh, he had to let no one yell at But the jokes were here for the jokes. No, I, I appreciate that. You know, Giannis, <laughs> he, he loves when he gets a little, little extra something sweet and, yeah. and all of that. All right. I, I know I have talked about being a little bit concerned about the Milwaukee Bucks, but obviously in this in-season tournament, they are one of the last four teams standing. But the question, Perk, is are they the best team still standing? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Woo. The best team we saw last night against the Phoenix Suns the Los Angeles Lakers for us, the in-season tournament. And here's why I'm not a believer of the Milwaukee Bucks. Number one, they gave up 122 points last night. They still giving up points. They had to shoot 60% from the three. And on top of that, the Milwaukee Bucks still haven't got their signature win, right? Like, I understand, against a Knicks, good defensive team, but the Knicks are not considered a contender. Mm. And if they're like that second mm, tier, what signature win? Keep going. So, keep so, going so if the like they play in the Pacers right tomorrow in the semifinals, who've been rolling, uh, and who who actually beat them, who beat the Milwaukee Bucks, who beat the Philadelphia 76ers, and, and just knocked off the Celtics. So if the Milwaukee Bucks could show us to show me tomorrow that they could beat the Indiana Pacers. Then I might change, it's like the, the weather. A signature win for the That's Bucks. what I'm trying it to say. Like, 
A win that takes you to Vegas in the end season tournament against the league's best defense where your starting five drops 104. You tie, what is it? You have your season high in points, 145. You finally see a game where Dame is doing his thing naturally, where Giannis literally from start to finish is attacking the rim. You're telling me that that's not a signature win? No, it's not a signature win because although the end season tournament is very important and it's been great, and, I, and whoever wins the World Cup, that's a huge accolade to add to their resume. The NBA Cup. You know, the NBA Cup. You know what, you know what was beautiful? What? Watching the Lakers give up 103 points. Watching the defense tenacity on that end. But you're, fault, dip, you're no, crediting no, the Lakers no, for I'm, playing no, good defense, no, but you no. won't credit the Bucks for playing good offense. No, because still and all, you still are going to have to defend. They haven't yeah. fixed that well, problem that's their bread yet. And butter. So you don't think you think the Lakers are the best team left standing? Who do you think is the best team? I actually was very impressed. I think the Milwaukee Bucks that we saw yesterday, if they enter the in-season tournament, they are the best team based on what they what they provide. I mean. I know that their defense is struggling, but Giannis is capable of playing defense. So is Brooke Lopez. I mean, when I was watching that game, I was just in awe because the way that their offense was working, yeah. uh, Giannis going coast to coast, Dame hitting his threes, uh, Brooke spotting up from the perimeter, guys getting rebounds, punishing. They had their benchers in there, and they still produce, like, what, 30-plus points. So, yes, I understand that defense is necessary, especially in championship moments with the in-season tournament, but the Bucks team that I watched yesterday, I was like, oh, that's what we've been waiting for. I was impressed. I mean, it's the Lakers. This is the team that went to the Western Conference Finals last year that just turned in a signature win, as Perk would say, against the Phoenix Suns. And to me, the Milwaukee Bucks should be the best team, but they're not playing championship defense. They're 21st in defense this mm. year. And when the Bucks went to the, we've grown accustomed. No, when they won, they had one of the best defenses in the league. Right. So if they, until, I feel like every night they play, I know they can score, yep. but they have to score 140 to win the game. It would be fun to see. What I was reminded of last night, as if any of us needed reminding, <laughs> is when LeBron James mm. is in a elimination Hold game, it. like that type of pressure cooker moment. There is no player like him. The word that comes to mind is maniacal, but that word also comes to mind for someone else, Giannis Attentacumbo. Yeah. And if some way, somehow, we were able to see LeBron versus Giannis, one game, one win, one trophy on the line, Ooh, baby. We're going to have to, we're gonna have to well, bring this discussion back. Then. My prediction well, was correct. Gian, uh, LeBron, best player yesterday in Lakers walkout. Well, I, tell, I tell you what, they better be ready to slide them puppies against Ty, Tyrese Halliburton. In well, <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton is going to over here on, on NBA yeah, Today you. in just a matter of minutes coming up on our show. You know what it's becoming, Shanae? What is it? Tale as old as time. It's LeBron versus father time. Is this LeBron's most impressive season? I mean, that is saying a lot. He's had some impressive ones in the past, but big perks. He spies something. And Jokic and the Nuggets, they take on the Clippers across the street tonight. Could this be the Clips' biggest test of the season thus far? Plus, plus Indiana Pacers star Tyrese Halliburton, he joins the show live to talk about his rise to stardom and his quest to win the first ever NBA Cup. NBA Today will be back after the break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. Welcome back to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. All right, it was the game of the night, Janae and Perk, so let's take one more look. Kevin Durant versus LeBron James. This one lived up to the hype. We should have known, Janae. When he LeBron, pulled up to the arena. When he walked in with those little glasses on that All he was black, wearing. Everything. And he was going to throw no-look passes to Tori and Prince like that. My goodness, the no-look, one-handed, wide open at the rim. Only LeBron went that so raven by him. <laughs> Second quarter, LeBron just Mouse in the house. Muscle. That's daddy ball hey. fun. And he's letting all of the fans know. And then Austin Reeves, a miss here. Anthony Davis, Jeanette, you were calling for it, begging for it, asking for it. He showed up big in this one. He delivered. I loved how aggressive he was on the offensive boards. You could just tell they were on a mission, especially with how they played defensively as well. But that was a little worrisome. This is a little bit of a scary moment. He comes away. Kevin Durant does hobbling. He said after the game that it's doing all right. Adrenaline kept him going, so it's certainly something we'll monitor for the next couple of days. He stayed in, and he made that bucket that seen time and time again. KD, one more time. This one's good. Back and forth we go down the stretch of this one. LeBron James, once again, sizes up Nurkic, step back, it's good. I mean, that's going to be automatic, especially when you've got to drop coverage with LeBron. But even if it's not dropped, he's not afraid to drop a bucket by attacking the rim. Absolutely. LeBron, he said, yeah. Going crazy. Look at me. I'm going crazy. And then Kevin Durant sizes up AD. That just defied physics. English filet. And then this is the controversial moment that everybody is still talking about, whether or not Austin Reeves had possession or that was a loose ball. The Suns didn't think the Lakers should be awarded the timeout, but ultimately they were. The referees, they stood by it after the game as we take one more look. Devin Booker, irate. Frank Vogel, not so happy about this call. The referees, David Fisdale chatting about it. But ultimately, it would end with AD going to the line, making the first, missing the second. Kevin Durant, how many times have we seen him make this shot? But this one would not go. And if we needed any reminding on who LeBron James is, he showed us in that game. I'll continue to you know, keep my mind as fresh as possible. Uh, continue to put the work in. You know, then I'll give myself an, an opportunity to just I guess surprise myself still at what I'm able to do, you know, for as long as I've been in this league. And I want to continue to define the odds, continue to um, have this battle with Father Time that for so long has, <clears throat> everybody said, has been undefeated. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to give him one loss. <laughs> trying to give him one loss. Well, nearly 39 years old, LeBron continues to defy Father Time, becoming by far the oldest player with at least 30 points, 10 assists. Five steals in a game by over six years. Allen Iverson is the next oldest player to reach these marks, doing so when he was 32. Now, LeBron, he took over scoring in the fourth. He was everywhere, actually. He scored or assisted on 83% of the Lakers' points, his third highest percentage in six years with the franchise. And that includes 15 points in the fourth, 
the 76th 15-point quarter in his career. You know who that ties? Kobe Bryant for the most in 96-97. It was so clear what LeBron was doing. It, it, he was everywhere in yeah. this game park. Yeah, he was. But this all cute and dandy, Malika. But when I come into this set, Kendrick Liddell Perkins is on camera. You see greatness. And last night, that's what I spied. I spied greatness. I'm Kendrick Perkins, better known as Big Perk. And nothing gets past me. Freeze! Just when you thought it did get past me, there I am. I spy a problem. I spy it all. Carry the hell on. The plane, is it a piece of chicken? No, it's LeBron James. Last night, I saw greatness, Janae. And look, I get it, he's 38 years of age, and that's what makes it even more special. So, I, you got your iPad? Oh, no, I don't need no, one No, no, you ain't got your iPad. I got, I got some breakdown right here, Malika, on my iSpy moment. Now, Ooh. look, freeze! You talk about anchoring the defense? Look at LeBron James' show, getting his head on the swivel. Freeze! There it go. Look at the eye. Look at the vision. You talk about anchoring the defense. Look at the speed getting out in the transition. D-Book, you too small. I take all that physicality. I'm built for this. Now check this out. This is not Steph Curry. This is not Damian Lillard. This is LeBron James. Ten years ago, never. Never. But this is him getting better at his craft in year 20. What is it? 21. Yes, sir. 21. LBJ. So last night what I saw is something that we have never seen before. I can't even describe it. But, except it, but I can, though, oh. because it's not just on the court. It's also off the court for LeBron James. It's his passion. It's his persistence. It's his commitment to possessions. And we got a secret slice of that on Backstage Lakers. Take a listen. I'm going to jump his left hand, make him spin. He's going to spin right into you. And if all like him, like you did, you block, I go to yours. So you heard him. He was calling out what they're going to do defensively, and AD just followed his lead. He said, hey, I'm going to make force him to turn around. And so when he turned around, he turned right into the guy who's leading the NBA in blocks per game, not just once, but twice. And this is what I love about LeBron James. Okay, they're going to make sure everyone is a star in their role, Perk. The star in the role defensively has to be AD. The star in the role offensively has to be LeBron James plus role players. Yep. But on this possession, we see that he's locked in. It doesn't matter if they're going up against the Phoenix Suns in the East end season tournament or against the Grizzlies. This is who he is. This is his bread and butter, not chicken and all that other stuff you were yeah, talking about. It's all good. Well, LeBron, it was impressive to watch having a front row seat to it. He scored or assisted on the first 19 points that the Lakers had in the fourth quarter up until that Austin Reeves three. I mean, he was just everywhere in this one. All right, still to come on NBA Today. You know what we're going to do? We're going to make some predictions, our semifinal picks. Who makes it to the inaugural in-season tournament? Perk's ready. Today's ready. Are it. you ready? We dive in next. Night Racing is back at Richmond Raceway. This spring, top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Virginia's own Denny Hamlin will battle under the bright lights. And this historic track also offers a rocking infield experience with unparalleled access to your favorite drivers and one of the best tailgate scenes around. For a weekend of friends, family, and amazing short track action, head to Richmond Raceway, March 29th through 31st. Get tickets now at richmondraceway.com. 
This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What up, what up, y'all good? Yeah, come on, let's take it right here. My why, since I was a kid, was just like my love and passion for the game. And I just have fun with what I do. Like, I really love this. Yes! Yes! I'm not that serious of a person, but when it's time to get to business, it's time to get to business. Out of the three, tracks. Off balance three, and he puts it in! Tyrese Halliburton, the ascending superstar. <laughs> and their quest for the inaugural NBA Cup now moves to Sin City. He is already in Vegas, and he is joining us now. Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese, thank you so much for stopping by NBA Today. Thank you for having me. Of course. You had your first career triple-double in just your second ever national TV game earlier this week. So you're back on ESPN right now. Our bosses are watching. Why does your team deserve to be in the national spotlight more? Uh, we're winning. We're playing well. Uh, we're an exciting team. And, I mean, at the end of the day, you win, you get on TV. So we just got to keep winning. Well, and if you keep winning, it's going to be like three times in one week, and the ball is only going to keep rolling from there. Uh, Tyrese, Zach Lowe said that the list of offensive players that are better than you is getting shorter and shorter by the day. He said that we're going to be pressed to have you, anyone more than one hand, better, if not less. Uh, where do you put yourself on that list? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I just, I don't know. I feel like our team, we're the best offense in the NBA right now. So uh, that's all that matters to me at the end of the day. We just uh, keep rolling, getting guys open shots and uh, getting timely stops when needed and uh, just being able to put the ball in the basket. We've done a really good job at that. That's very diplomatic. Kendrick Perkins, he is here with us as well. And I know he has a question. Tyree's big fan, my brother. Look, I have a question, right? I saw a couple weeks ago when, you know, Tyrese Maxey hung 50 on you. And I said, you know what? They play him in, a, you know, the next, in the next game, same arena, in-season tournament. You came back. You responded in great fashion. I think you had like 35, 17, and 7, something crazy with the dub. And then I'm looking at the signature wins that y'all got. Y'all beat the Celtics. Y'all beat the 76ers. Y'all beat the Bucks uh, uh, this season as well. So when I think about, when I look at the vibe and the energy, I see a group that believe, right? And I want you, want you to tell the rest of the world, what is y'all goals in that locker room and what y'all actually believe in that locker room that y'all could get accomplished this season? Is it actually winning the championship? Is it making a deep run? I want to know. Yeah, I think, you know, it's hard as a young team in the NBA to not be looking so far ahead, right? It's hard not to be thinking about, you know, when we get to the playoffs, we play this team and, and whatever happens. I think the, the thing that we're trying to do is just take this one day at a time, one game at a time. We believe that we can compete with anybody who's on the floor um, and uh, we just want to win. I think we got a lot of guys who are just hungry to, you know, win games and we're just trying to do that every night. And uh, as long as we take it a game at a time, we'll be just fine.
Tyrese, after you all beat the Celtics uh, and advanced in the in-season tournament, the Pelicans and the Kings, they were playing at the same time. Was, was there a part of you that wanted to see the Kings, your former team in Vegas? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I still got friends over there. So, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to see them win. Uh, of course I wanted to see them win. Uh, it would have been cool to play against them. I think that everybody would have loved that for the yeah. the terrible story storytelling that would have went on and the, the awful, awful uh, talk about the trade, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, th- I think it would have been, been cool for the media world, but uh, it's just not how the cookie crumbled. That's not how the cookie crumbled in this one. Perk actually has you winning this game against the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. The last time you faced Giannis, you won, but he had 54, and I don't think Dame played in that one, right? Why do you think you will come out on top of this one tomorrow? Um, I think as long as we just be who we are, uh, control what we can, and understand that this is a team that has been in this situation before. They've won a championship. they got a lot of guys who um, can, can um, fill, fill up in different, different spots. So we just got to understand and, and be who we are and play Pacers basketball, uh, get timely stops when needed, and uh, get out and run in transition and do what we do. And so we're not really worried about, you know, necessarily uh, all about what's in front of us. We're just worried about being who we are and controlling what we can every day. Last thing for you, Tyrese, your dad, he was hyped for you on Tuesday. We loved every time the cameras kind of went to him. He was dancing. He was cheering with your family. Will he be in Vegas? And what can we expect from him if you all make it to the championship round? Yeah, he'll be in Vegas for sure. Um, I'm sure that he'll get more than enough camera time. Uh, <laughs> but no, nah, he's excited. He's excited to be here. Uh, my mom's out here. The rest of my family's out here. So it's going to be a lot of fun. They, they wouldn't miss this for the world. So, um, yeah, he's getting a lot of camera time right now. He's, he's, he's relishing in all of it. We enjoy watching him enjoy himself watching you. We will see you in Las Vegas tomorrow. Thank you so much, Tyrese. Appreciate you guys. The NBA in-season tournament semifinals. They begin tomorrow in Las Vegas, 5 Eastern. Pacers, Bucks. NBA countdown starts it off at 4 o'clock Eastern on ESPN and the app. But you don't have to wait to see Tyrese Halliburton. Still to come on NBA Today, the Clippers. They go head-to-head with the Denver Nuggets defending champs last night. Is this the biggest test of the Clippers season thus far? Building a stronger financial foundation? Good plan. Northwestern Mutual's Guide to Good Financial Planning can help you balance spending and saving, set goals, and start creating the life you want to be living. You'll learn how the tools in your financial plan reinforce each other to help you minimize taxes and offset potential risks. Grow your confidence by strengthening your finances today at northwesternmutual.com slash goodplan. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. 
Tonight's NBA doubleheader, Victor Wembanyama is on track to play in this one after sitting out Friday. He leads the Spurs against the Timberwolves at 7.30 Eastern. And then Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets, they're back in L.A. facing off against the Clippers. Coverage tips with NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern on ESPN in the app. They met last week, and it wasn't exactly pretty for L.A. It was the most humiliating loss that's happened in the NBA this season. Do you know how long it's been since DeAndre Jordan has scored 20 points in an NBA regular season game? We didn't know the word COVID. I know the saying, I always tell people, you gotta go through it to get to it. But it seems like the Clippers, they constantly are going through it. If you're a Clippers fan, you should be frustrated, especially after that loss last night. I mean, Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan was looking like Kobe and Shaq. Ah, yes. The Reggie DeAndre Jordan game. Remember, that one had no Nikola Jokic. It had no Aaron Gordon. It had no Jamal Murray. It did have Kawhi and PG and Russ and James Harden, and they couldn't get together. But guess what, Perk? Tonight, the Clippers are actually the betting favorites in this one. Who you got? And they should be. I'm rolling with the Clippers tonight. They get their leg back. Business has been standing on them tonight. They standing on business. <laughs> and look, this is why I'm saying it. Kawhi Leonard has been special. Over the last couple of games, you can see him getting his legs up under him. You can see him getting his rhythm back. James Harden, like, the Clippers are going to – the Clippers need to know that this thing has to run through Kawhi. And if Kawhi continues to play at this level, yeah. everybody else is going to elevate around him. I got the Clippers getting a league. I don't think we can say it enough, sorry, Chad, oh, yeah. that PG and Kawhi, they have played in every game. Like, yes. like I, I feel like the, the amount that we've spent, especially coming into the season, oh, they're changing the rules, the resting policy yeah. rules and the player participation rules, putting that under a microscope, they're no longer the poster children for that. Yeah, that's very commendable. I'm still taking the Nuggets, though. I'm taking the Nuggets <laughs> in this matchup, though. Um, and I also think there's a case for Paul George. You know, I was talking to a couple of uh, G League Ignite players this week, and their favorite, the Gen Z's favorite, is Paul George for how he plays the game. And I think we underestimate what he does, particularly for the squad. But I'm still taking the Nuggets. Just because, I mean, it comes down to one thing. Jokic is playing. Yeah. When Jokic is playing, he's averaging, what, 29, 13, and 10 assists, practically a triple-double. And it's not just the fact that he's playing and some of his teammates are not like Jamal Murray at the time. The reality is is that he makes everyone better. I mean, yep. we have to talk about Michael Porter Jr. and his growth so far, knocking down more threes, I think three per game. And just it feels like it, no, no matter who suits up with Jokic, they still have a chance. Right. And so when he touches the floor in the Western Conference where they're the reigning champs, I have them as favorites, but I do think that the Clippers have finally started to turn a corner lately. What what type of statement would it make, though, if the Clippers, particularly after what happened and all of us were saying, okay, the sky is falling, if they're able to get a win over the reigning champs? I mean, one of my favorite movies, they're waiting to exhale. <laughs> this, type of, this type of win would allow them to finally exhale. They've started to get it together. They're a big three, four, um, are finally putting up numbers cohesively. So yeah, I'm that win over Golden State, that was impressive. That's I mean, it, yeah. I mean, I mean but think about about it though, right? They went to Sacramento, they, they blew the doors yeah. off of them, and I know Sac was coming off a of back to back, but then they went to Golden State and they gave everything to Golden State that they could handle, and the Clippers were on the back to back, and I'm starting to see James Harden play better, and I know I've been hard on him, but he's starting to find his rhythm, and then again, I know one thing about Ty Lue and what he's going to have in his game plan for us in that locker room, and he remembers what Reggie Jackson did to them. If I'm mistaken, Jamal Murray is out tonight, right? Double yeah, yeah Jamal Murray is yep. out. Reggie Jackson, yep. the starter. I'm pretty sure PG going to take that personal. And the statement that you think that they can make? 
Oh, I think this is this would be huge. And I think, you know, when it comes to, I, I mean, you talked about, you know, the Kings game, but also the Nuggets are coming off of a loss to the Kings. So I think they're going to have their own version of motivation as well, particularly because when they're not playing at home, you know, people have said, oh, are you serious? There's this championship hangover. But I do think that we have been very critical of yep. the Clippers, and rightfully so, because whenever you make a transaction of that caliber, bringing James Harden, who's considered to be a championship piece alongside Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Russ, and like you're saying that he's your second or third best player, the expectation is championship and not losses. They've turned it around. If they win this, they're going to finally feel like, all right, we can actually compete with the best of the best. Right, and because it feels like the West, no matter what, still is running through Denver. So potentially, if we see a little something from the Clippers yeah. tonight. We haven't agreed today. What's going on, Perk? It's, I may be like this sometimes. Still to come on NBA Today. We're going to make our semifinals <laughs> pick. Who makes it to the inaugural in-season tournament championship? We dive in. You've next. been naughty. I've been nice. <laughs> <Quest> for usual, Perk. <laughs> Tonight on SportsCenter at 6 Eastern. What Mike McCarthy's unexpected surgery means for Sunday's showdown for the top spot in the NFC East. Plus, how LeBron and the Lakers are preparing for the in-season tournament semifinals in Vegas. And live coverage from the winter meetings with the latest on the Yankees' pursuit of Juan Soto. SportsCenter, 6 Eastern on ESPN. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. Having this in-season tournament, we're trying to win. Go big or go home, uh, get your game face on. Uh, I need a seat on that throne, uh, go. The stage is set. We're just trying to get to Vegas. Let's go. Showtime. The stage is set for the last four teams standing in Vegas, but here's in part how we got here. It was a close game, a two-point game late for the Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers. Kevin Durant gets that bucket to go. It's a two-point game at this point. Does Austin Reeves have possession or is this a loose ball? That is the question heard around the NBA world as of last night and today because the Lakers were able to call a timeout there. Devin Booker, he does not believe that is the case. He is irate with this from the referees granting the timeout here. This is what was all happening simultaneously. In the top left, you see LeBron James calling a timeout perk. In the bottom right and left, that is the vantage point of where the ball is at the moment that LeBron James is calling a timeout. You would have to be kind of superhuman to be able to see all four of these angles at one time, <laughs> but that is the expectation of referees. That is why there are multiple of them, is for them to be superhuman. Ultimately, Anthony Davis ends up at the line. He misses. He makes the first, he misses the second. KD goes up to tie the game and send it to overtime. Falls short, the Suns lose to the Lakers. The Lakers advance to Las Vegas. So that is how it happened. Perk. We're going to see the last two-minute report come out here in a matter of minutes, looking back at if that was the correct call or not. What do you expect to see? For us, what, the call? Was it correct or not? It wasn't. It was I mean, it was correct. a loose ball. Yeah. I mean, there's no way you could see it in, in, in real time, in yeah. my opinion, and make that call. But shout-out to LeBron James again. 
I, I feel like I just got to keep giving him credit. Heads up to even make the timeout call. Like, yeah. being an extension of the coach, like, in that moment. Oh, yeah, and you're going to hear his voice, and that's what I was saying, you know, being someone that has that high-level basketball IQ, he's starting to see what's happening. When You know when you have that blindside trap and you don't see it coming, it's Reeves. LeBron's like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yep. And it, it doesn't go like, it's not like timeout. Yeah. It's like, timeout, 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 timeout. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's, that's what, he was what works his benefit. It. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's what he was kind of saying in real time. He was like, I saw the ball, maybe, yep. and I was like, I'm, this is what yes. we need to do yes. in this moment, call timeout. So now the stage is set. It's time for setting the pick, brought to you by ESPN Bet official sports book of ESPN. So there's no NBA today tomorrow. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick Thursday's semifinal games right here, okay. right now. Are you ready? Janae, we're going to start with the oh, East, no. okay. the Pacers or the Bucks. who you got. Wow, this is going to be great because it's teams that are both predicated on offenses, but I am taking the Bucks based on the okay. way that they won. So I'm taking the Bucks. You're taking the Bucks. Perk? Tyrese Halliburton, Aaron E. Smith, O.B. Toppin, Miles Turner, Big perk rolling with you. I'm going with the pace. Carl just got an extension. All right. The new version of Rick, the new version of Perk, the new version of Pace. All right. We got one Did for the Bucks. Did you say new version of Perk? Yeah, what yeah, does that I mean? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm picking it. Okay. Everything is about me. I thought it was going to okay. be like well, on a diet. Well, well, <laughs> is it, what about this one is about you, Perk? Who you got in the West? You have the Pelicans. The Lakers. The, Whoa, the Lakers. Yeah. I got the, no disrespect to the Pelicans, but I feel like AD go be on the mission. He's going to go at them, but right now, how locked in and tunnel vision LeBron James is, just that purpose alone, he's going to be the smartest person on the floor. He's going to be the best player on the floor. Give me Just the- like I said yesterday, LeBron James will be the best player on the floor, and he did not <laughs> let me down, and he will not let me down again. I believe it will be a Bucks lakers finals. Mm-hmm. A Bucks lakers finals. And since you all are not on NBA today on Friday, oh, no. you're not winning at all. Oh, I got the Lakers. Okay. I got the Lakers. I got the Lakers. I'm rolling today? with the Kings. You know what's crazy? Based on what I said earlier, I'm going to go with the Lakers. Oh, right. yeah, the Lakers winning it all. Who are you picking? I know, right? Hit the ESPN bet app and get started. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets once they've placed their first sportsbook bet with ESPN bet. You can also weigh in on who is going to win the in-season tournament. You all rolled with the Lakers. You know who else did? Kevin Durant. Last night, he oh, said, yeah, you know true. what? I'm going to go with the Lakers. Since they bounced us, they have the size, the fans that travel. That's He's true. pretty good about them. We'll see you in a little bit for NBA Countdown. By the way, Jamal Murray, questionable for this one. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.